This is Jared Newman, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Schreiber. Snyder with scores! Cadell scores! Ball Rabel splits two and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Kelly, not shy, bounces one home! What a start! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, and together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. I'm here with Jared Newman, defenseman with the Chaos Lacrosse Club and 2019 PLL Defenseman of the Year. Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So let's start at the beginning. You were introduced to lacrosse as a senior at Northampton High School. Walk me through how you first got introduced to the sport. Uh, yeah, so Matt Striebel, who was um, recently inducted into the National Lacrosse Hall of Fame this weekend, um, was hired as the head coach of my school's lacrosse program. And... Uh, I had good friends who played lacrosse. I had never touched a stick or seen a game. And senior spring, I had nothing to do, and I was walking through the parking lot one day, and Matt uh, convinced me to come try out for the team. So that's how this, uh, this whole journey started. So you just mentioned how you attended Matt Striebel's Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, what was it like seeing the player who got you in lacrosse receive such a high honor and to see everything kind of come full circle for you? Um, it was great uh, to hear his colleagues and teammates and friends uh, talk about him in such a such a high way. Um, the respect that he got from everyone on and off the field and the, the love that he got, um, you know, says more about him as a person than even a player. I mean, it's obviously he was inducted as a truly great lacrosse player um, and by many considered one of the best to ever play. Um, but to hear how people thought of him outside of the game and how they say he was the greatest person ever and how much they cared for him, uh, to know I learned from a mentor like that is uh, it's remarkable. You know, that's incredible. And, you know, you, you only had a, a year under your belt, but, uh, you know, Providence College took a chance on you. Um, and you first started, you kind of spoke of how you didn't fully love lacrosse, at least not yet. What helped you fall in love with the sport even more during your time at Providence? And, you know, how were you able to make such a – uh, the big jump from high school to college. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't thank Coach Gabrielli enough at Providence for uh, taking a chance on me. And it, it worked out in the end, obviously, for both of us. But, I mean, what made me fall in love with lacrosse, I think, was the, the community. Um, it's, a, it's a large community, and but it seems very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? There's tons of lacrosse players, but everyone knows who everyone is, and everyone's willing to help in any way they can. And it's, it's a lot like a brotherhood or, or a fraternity, fraternity, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that community is very tight-knit, and you, you see it in sort of, um, like, you, you see the Headstrong, Headstrong organization or some of these other organizations that are nonprofits and really trying to help grow the game and, and do things for a better cause. Mm-hmm. And you see those, and you see how much backing and support they get, and that just shows the strength of the lacrosse community and how they're always willing to sort of step up and do the right thing for those in need. So it's it's that brotherhood and that community that I had at Providence, and then graduating Providence and using that network um, has sort of just made me come full circle and just realize, you know, how great the sport is, not only to play, but just to be a part of. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's amazing, too, just how much you made the jump because, you, you know, you joined the PLL this year um, as a member of the Chaos, um, and you had a background in basketball prior to that. Though, do you think your basketball background kind of helped you make that jump a little bit more smoothly into lacrosse? Absolutely. Um, 
in my opinion, I think multi-sport athletes are the best athletes on the planet. Um, if you look at anyone who was widely regarded as the greatest athlete of all time, uh, they were all multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. You look at the Bo Jacksons, the Michael Jordans, uh, the LeBron James, the Allen Iversons. The, these these guys were either pound for pound considered some of the best players in their respective sport or just outright considered the best athlete to ever play. Um, they played multiple sports. and Some of them played multiple professional sports. Um, I think the crossover between basketball and lacrosse is great, but I think that multi-sport sort of athlete brings in more aspects of other other sports and games into it. So, I mean, you see, you know, football, you see basketball footwork and schemes, uh, you see hand-eye coordination of baseball. You just, when you, when you wrap it all up, lacrosse is a culmination of, of so many sports and different attributes that I think it's, it's crazy to, to focus on just one sport as a younger player. Mm-hmm. I think to sort of, you know, play all the sports and learn these different things and techniques will help you in the long run when you get to that, you know, later middle school or high school days and you say, hey, this is the sport I want to play. This is the sport I want to focus on. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you've certainly, you know, excelled uh, as a member of the MLL with the Florida launch and then you joined the PLL this year. Before we get into your phenomenal first year in the PLL, let's Kind of go through that. What was Paul Rabel's pitch to you that got you interested in joining this new league? Um, yeah, so I didn't. I didn't really get the opportunity to interact with Paul. I actually okay. had Mister the the Tom Schreiber uh, okay. yeah. reach out to me as a as a player ambassador, and uh, and Tom was a, a phenomenal ambassador of the league. And to hear how much he believed in it and. I mean, Tom at the time and still is considered by some to be the greatest player on planet Earth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Tom to believe in it that much and, and back it that strongly was sort of just like a, like a no-brainer. Like, hey, here's the guy who's considered, you know, the best player in the world right now. And he is excited about it. He's really looking forward to it. Um, so the, And it was very professional, well done, organized from top to bottom. And uh, I, th- I think it was just hard hard to turn down considering where we were before that. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, you joined the Chaos, and you, you immediately lit it up, you know, with your Chaos teammates. Uh, you're a member of the team's self-proclaimed bomb squad. Uh, not only that, but you won the fastest shot competition with 115 miles per hour. Did you take your game to another level when you joined this league, or do you think your your skill set was always there? Just the PLO gave you the platform to kind of showcase a skill set you already had. Uh, I mean, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, I think that that skill set was was well in the making. I think I had uh, the reins were kind of set on me a little more to you know sort of stay in that confined box of what a close defenseman is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the PLL and Andy Towers just sort of embraced my game and said, you know, we we see you do these things in practice. We see you do these have these glimpses. Like you just got to you got to trust yourself and you got to you got to play the way you want and. I mean, I think I think my natural game is a is a fast paced style. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at any any game film, right? As, as soon as you hear save, I think I'm by far the first one up the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, it's just sort of net came naturally, and by no means was this a uh, was this sort of just like oh, I, I had this skill set forever. You know, I get mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of DMs and questions, and kids like, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? Like, oh, I want to I want to shoot like you or or I want to, I want to be able to push transition like you or, and it's like, 
kids don't realize like, yes, I started a short time ago, but that doesn't mean I didn't put in the work to catch up. Right. Mm-hmm, like, absolutely. I didn't yep. go from, from learning how to catch the next day going and shooting, you know, 16 yard shots. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't work like that. Right. Like I figured out how to catch, I figured out how to throw overhand, I figured out how to throw sidearm, I figured out how to throw underhand. Right. Then I've tr- taught myself how to shoot. Right. I would go to practices with our offense at Providence mm-hmm. at, when I graduated, I would go to offensive practices when I was the GA to get shooting tips from our old coach, right? Like I would learn how to shoot. I'd learn how to shoot properly, right? I'd learn mm-hmm. how to shoot overhand. I didn't go out there and just start trying to shoot on low to high, right? Mm-hmm. Like I learned the basics, learned the fundamentals and I mastered them. And then I went from there. And I think that is what kids need to understand. There's no, there's no secret recipe to sort of doing what I do. It's just a matter of, are you willing to put in the work? Yeah, no, that's some great advice uh, for some young kids out there. Um, and, you know, you certainly did put in the work. You finished season as Defensive Player of the Year in the PLL, six calls turnovers, 16 ground balls, and 10 points off of five two-point goals where you really made a name for yourself. Um, what was it like playing in the, for the chaos in this inaugural season, and what excites you the most about returning for next season? Yeah, I mean, it's been fantastic playing for the chaos. Coach Andy Towers, Coach Panetta, Coach Curtis, they've been, uh, they've been great. I mean, they... You know, they embrace everyone. They manage personalities pretty well. Um, and the best thing that I think going forward for next season is that I don't even think teams got to see our final form. Mm-hmm. You know, we had guys that were just getting healthy from box or couldn't make it for other reasons. And, you know, those guys will be there next year. And to, mm-hmm. uh, to you know, be able to finally maybe, you know, come full circle and have that final form that we were sort of hoping to have will be uh will be exciting and i mean the new guys coming into the league that's going to be a great opportunity for them and it's just going to make the competition even stiffer mm-hmm. and i think that that will push players to keep developing their game and keep getting better and i think that's the that's the key to all of this right the guys that are in this league are guys that have won more awards than anyone but have never gotten complacent and i think that's why the level of play in the pll is higher than you've ever seen it before Yep, no, absolutely. Um, and you, like you mentioned, too, you, you, you played with a lot of those guys uh, recently in the Fall Classic. Uh, uh, you had another long-range goal from there. It was only one point because there is no two-point goals in those rules. But uh, what was that experience like playing with a lot of your fellow PLL players? I mean, that was awesome. It was, uh, I think, no matter what you do growing up, I think as an athlete, every kid has a dream or aspiration sort of, you know, wears country on his chest. I think that's a goal just about for every athlete to, mm-hmm. you know, compete in the Olympics and wear that USA in the front or back. And that's was a goal of mine as a young kid, not, not in the sport of lacrosse by any means, but just to make that Olympic team and mm-hmm. sort of to get on team USA for the fall classic was an honor and to play with guys that I normally go against was really nice because <laughs> I know how difficult it is to guard some of these guys and mm-hmm. play against them. So to have them, on my team was awesome. Uh, I learned my lesson from the Canada game, I guess you could say, the next day. I, uh, I tried to make a, a difficult skip pass instead of shooting the ball, and I had a pretty good opportunity. So day two, I guess you could say I figured that one out. Um, but it was it was a remarkable weekend. It was a really, really cool experience for me, you know, coming this far in, you know, seven years and really seeing everything full circle from, you know, my first coach ever to him being inducted to the Hall of Fame and, you know, he was a multi-team USA guy. So then, for me to a kid who picked up a stick seven years ago to be there with Team USA mm-hmm. and representing them while he's getting inducted was a 
it was a really memorable weekend for me. Yeah, no, that that must have been incredible, you know, to see everything, like you said, come full circle. Um, and what is something, you know, you were given the chance to play lacrosse, thanks in large part, because someone was willing to give you the equipment necessary, you know, for free. And now that you've seen that impact, like an act like that can make on you, uh, what do you think is something that the lacrosse community really needs to continue to do or do a better job with to kind of, you know, get more young Jared Newmans playing this sport? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been, I've been thinking about this for a while, um, especially after the season, so... Um, I'm actually in the works of something to sort of, you know, help get the game out and help get the game more accessible. Um, I'll be reaching out to a lot of the, the programs that obviously you guys probably know about that help, you know, underprivileged kids get a stick and mm-hmm. the opportunity to go play. And I think that what's really, you know, special, again, like I mentioned before, is lacrosse community, right? If you if you give these kids the opportunity to play lacrosse, whether it's Division One, Two, Three, or club, mm-hmm. right? bringing them into a community that supports them. And these kids will then have the chance to make something of themselves, right? Other than just a pro lacrosse player. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at these kids that have basketball dreams or football dreams, right? There's so many kids that play basketball and football. And, and if they don't make it, you know, it's sort of just like attrition. Like if they don't make it, they go back to doing whatever they do. But mm-hmm. the lacrosse community is so strong and, and well-connected in, in jobs and, you know, finance and wall street and places like that. Like, these kids can go to a college, get an education if they have the chance to play pro after they do. But if they don't, right, they can lean out across community to help better themselves from the position they were before. And I'm sort of looking to do something like that and try to, you know, expand the game and get the word out and help those kids out in any way that I can because the opportunity is bigger than just the pro game. It gives them a chance to, you know, better their life in general and become a better person and learn from people like Matt Strebel and these other people who have success on and off the field. So keep keep your eyes posted right keep your mm-hmm. ears to the ground i'll be i'm working on something with that now but i'm excited about it that's awesome we're definitely you know looking forward to it and you know feel free to let us know when you're ready to push that out we'll we'll help you with that um cuz you know i think that's important we always talk about growing the game but you know it's important to actually latch on to some tangible ways to do that and i think you know i'm i'm excited to see what you have in store great yeah that's awesome thank you for that now we're going to go to a quick break uh hear a word from our sponsor and then we'll get back into the action Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, welcome back. So now let's uh, dive into our 5-5 five and five segment. Uh, we'll start off with the lacrosse questions. And my first one for you, Jared, is what are some pregame superstitions or routines that you have before games? Um, so the training staff knows me very well, the PLL. Um, I will never be seen, heard, or known from for practice or any other measure. 
but when it is game day, I have to get both ankles taped, and I'm in there getting worked on consistently to make sure that I'm loose and ready to play. Awesome. And uh, when you're also getting ready, what is your top song on your game day playlist? Top song, it rotates a lot, um, depending on what's out. But if I had a game today, it would be something off of... Maybe the ASAP Ferg album, I guess. Okay. That new one, Jet Lag. It might that might be my number one. All right. Uh, number three. What's one of your favorite Andy Towers sayings or phrases? <laughs> you made him famous. <laughs> that was uh, that was a great one. I can't believe you said that, but it's uh, it's it's fitting, and it's <laughs> every time I hear it or think about it, it cracks me up. No, yeah, he, he had a lot of uh, good one-liners. That was definitely up there and one of my favorites, too. Um, I think having the coaches and the players mic'd up, it might be the one of the best things they've done. I mean, obviously, you you kind of went viral uh, with uh, you should have slid <laughs> things. So that, that was also a fun one, you know, from you that I, I enjoyed. Um, so more mic'd up players and coaches next year, PLL. Yes, if listening to this. yes. Um, number four, what is a, your current lacrosse stick set up in terms of shaft, head, and stringing? I know you're an Epic athlete, so you know how's it been being sponsored by Epic as well? Oh, I mean, Epic is great um, from the top down. You know, James does a great job, and Brian do a great job of making sure their athletes get, you know, custom-fitted gear to their game. So I use the Dragonfly Pro Stock that's specifically designed for me as a shaft. It has a certain weight, a certain flex, a certain bend to it. Um, you know, everyone's different. Some people want the, the super light shaft that they don't care if they break 20 a year because mm-hmm. that's what they want to use. And some need, you know, a little more resistance, but then still the bend. Mm-hmm. So I have a custom shaft that gives me that bend and that snap when I shoot, but can hold up to that, that firm cross check on the corner. Um, so that's my shaft. He's a dragonfly 10th generation pro stock. And then the head, uh, I actually use the prequel, okay. uh, again, Pro stocks. So I use a prequel that's made, or they string them or get them dyed, and they're all sent to me. As you see, I've, I've had an array of colored heads that match my sticks, mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, that's strung by a by a good friend of mine, a Providence. Still, he strings them up for me, but they do a great job of getting me all that stuff and getting it to me quickly and when I need it. Um, and same thing with you know gloves and elbows too. You know, custom colored gloves and elbows with logos on it. And all together, it's it's a it's a great company to be sponsored by. And, uh, and I look forward to working with them going down the road. Yeah, no, they're doing a lot of big things, and they really weren't prominent, you know, when I um, I played. I, I played, at, graduated in 2016 and in college, and, you know, I, I just had started to hear about them, but now they're really coming on the scene, and obviously their partnership with the PLL seems to be doing big things, and, you know, with athletes like you and, um, you know, Matt Rambo and Jules Henningberg, I think they're they're in the right direction. And we spoke to James actually a little bit. He helped. We ran a fantasy lacrosse. Uh, like Pick'em League during the PLL playoffs. Yes. Yeah, and so he gave away the, the All-Star gloves. So, you know, we always appreciate, you know, we appreciated that from him. And, uh, you know, we, we, we love seeing what they're coming up with uh, and we're looking forward to the new, uh, you know, gear that they're coming up with hopefully yeah, this fall that, uh, and going on. That rainbow All-Star shaft of mine was, it was a big hit, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, and, you know, obviously hitting the fastest shot with 115 miles per hour certainly helps that as well, I'm sure. <laughs> In popularity, um, but I'm I'm sure the speed doesn't come with the shaft guys. We don't want a disclaimer there. You know, you still got to put in the work, right? You don't know. Uh, you don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, 
Number five, what has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at? Obviously, with the PLL, you guys traveled to a bunch of different ones this year, but is there one that really sticks out in your mind uh, throughout your career? Yeah, so there's two, um, and for different reasons. So, one, my, I thought that the All-Star Game venue in L.A. was fantastic. I mean, it was beautiful. The, the, the grass was amazing. The locker rooms were awesome. The fans were, were great. Um, Jim Brown was also there, so that adds, you know, that carries some weight to it for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So it was really cool to see him. I think that, that might be part of the reason why I was so excited to go there. And then uh, Albany. Um, last game of our season did not end the way we wanted to, but that atmosphere, that crowd, that electricity that sort of ran through when plays were made, that's one of the few times I think in my athletic career that you could say that you you heard it to the point that like usually as an athlete you kind of you kind of block things out. You don't really mm-hmm. hear the crowd or anything. Yep. There were some moments in that game that you couldn't not hear them. It was just overwhelmingly loud and a sold-out crowd, and it was, a, it was a beautiful night to play. So Albany was definitely up there as well. Awesome. Well, that concludes our lacrosse questions. Let's get into the five off-the-field questions. Um, number one, who's your favorite non-lacrosse athlete to watch? Favorite non-lacrosse athlete? This is, this is a tough one. But, I mean, I used, to watch, I used to watch a lot of film of, obviously, Jordan back in the day mm-hmm. and things like that. But right now, I think that it's a tie-up between Steph Curry because he sometimes does things that makes makes you shake your head, mm-hmm. and then Ezekiel Elliott because again, I'm a Cowboys fan. You know, go boys! <laughs> but uh, big one uh, against the Eagles. Just thinking about last night, right? Yeah. Last night he went off, so it's uh, it was good. It was good to see that. Yeah. No. Awesome. Um, all right. Number two. What are some hobbies or activities you enjoy doing when you're not on the lacrosse field? Yeah. So I mean, I love golfing. Golf is, you know, my, my second favorite sport. Um, it's a very humbling sport, but I love golfing. Golfing is great. Tiger Woods the GOAT. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, golfing, and then I, I, I just like spending time outside, right? Like, I, I love the beach. I love being at the beach as much, as much as possible. Obviously, being a New England guy, it's a little tough because most of my weekends in the summer are given up towards lacrosse. Mm-hmm, yeah. But any, any chance I get, I mean, the beach and you know, just hanging out outside and spending time is, is great. And then, obviously, hanging out with uh, with the pooch. I have, a, I have a dog, four-year-old dog named Chief who basically goes with me everywhere. So that's that's my that's my guy right there. Awesome. Well, that kind of leads into my third question is, what is your ideal vacation? Uh, ideal vacation is, is anywhere with a white sand beach and clear water. Awesome. Uh, number four, what is your favorite meal, and do you prefer to dine out, take out, or cook at home? Uh, I cook at home quite a bit. I meal prep every Sunday. Um, I get my meals made. I cook dinner almost every night. And my favorite meal is actually uh, coming up. My mom's stuffing on Thanksgiving is, is you know, world-renowned. Awesome. That's great. I, yeah. have, uh, I have friends and college roommates and teammates and friends from home who every Thanksgiving ask if they can come pick up a bowl or two of stuffing. That's awesome. That, that, so, that's no one. That's when you know that you're you got the best because oh, you have other people. Know, yeah. <laughs> she she takes pride in it. So it's awesome. Uh, and then number five, what's a book on your bookshelf that you've read or are reading right now um, that you'd recommend to a teammate or a friend? Mark Lassini, uh teammate of the year award, by the way, gave me a book called Boys in the Boat, 
I just started it, but it is very good. It's a very inspirational story, and I suggest anyone who wants to read it should read it. That's awesome. So I haven't personally read it. Um, I know it's on my list, but Adam, who unfortunately couldn't join us today, has read that, and he also says that's a phenomenal book. I know he's going to, once he hears this, he's going to be kicking himself. Cause... Well, it's good that he's not on it, because if you ruined it for me, I'd be mad. No, yeah, he, he wouldn't do that. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he said that it's just a phenomenal Phenomenal read, um, you know, like what the, that team went through. Um, and, you know, I, I've been getting a lot of recommendations to read that. So definitely got to move that up on my list right away. I so. mean, obviously, teammate of the year. You know, he literally, actually, Mark Mussini bought me the book when we were at lunch one day before a game and had it Amazon to my house so I could pick it up and start reading when I got home. Wow. Talk about teammate of the year. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and what talk about him too? What he's been able to do on the field? I mean, he's just putting his body on the line. We're definitely well, gonna have to. I got to see it at USA this weekend. The kid did like a somersault in front of the goal, just trying to get hit by the ball. It's like, oh my god! It's like he has a death wish or something. But <laughs> he, he's there. He's sacri- he'll literally sacrifice his body. That's yeah. for sure. Um, that's a, that's a real teammate. But uh, final question then for you, uh, not related to the five and five, but we usually ask our, our guests this as a final one to you know wrap up the show, but. What is some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally? Uh, the same advice I give anyone whenever they ask, you know, is there any secret? Is there any any sort of, you know, thing I can do to give me the edge on someone else? Uh, I use this example all the time. So LeBron James is, in my mind, the best basketball player in the world, mm-hmm. right? All-around basketball player. Yep. Uh, everyone says, oh, when he was younger, it's just because he's so athletic and so big and so strong, right? I mean, if, you, if you're real honest about it, right, there's tons and tons and tons of 6'8 athletic basketball players in the NBA or at the professional level. Yep. But there's only one LeBron James, right? Yep. Uh, That's because that guy made a skill set that no one else his size had. He made it. He dominated it. He put in all the work, right? He calls it the recipe. He says he's got the recipe for success. He says all these things. But it comes down to simply putting in the work. He does the work that no one else wants to do, right? That guy's in the gym nonstop. That guy's up early going to workouts. I mean, there's tons and tons of 6'8 players, like I said, but there's only one LeBron James. So anyone who wants to take it to that next level to be the best has to be willing to put in the work that no one else will put in. I couldn't agree more. No, it's it really can get you to the next level. I mean, we talk about, too, with lacrosse, how many different shapes and sizes lacrosse players come in, and really it comes down to who's willing to, you know, put in the work to take their game to the next level, develop those stick skills, and you know, really learn the game. So I couldn't agree more. Uh, but this has been great, Jared. We really appreciate it. Uh, remind our listeners where they can find you on social media. Yeah, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at jnew underscore xv. Same thing with Twitter. So please reach out, You know, ask me questions, DM me. I'm, I'm available as much as I can. I get back to as many people I can. Um, uh, yeah, reach out. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jared, for joining us. Uh, congrats on a terrific season with the chaos. Um, and we really appreciate it. And best of luck, you know, going in the off season and uh, for next season as well. Great, thank you.